Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. that do life together. Think about that. That covers all of us, people that do life together. Several different types of families in our world today, and that covers all of them because we're doing life together. Then we talked about that there's two types of family, that there's your physical family that you're born into, and then there's your spiritual family that you get adopted to. And uh, both aspects of family are important. And that's what we've been talking about. Family matters physically and family matters spiritually. You've got to pay attention to your family that you were born into, but you also have to pay attention to your spiritual family that you were adopted to. Sometimes your physical family's not there, but your spiritual family's there. Other times your spiritual family's not there, but your physical family is there. And uh, during the holidays, it's very apropos that we talk about family matters. We're all getting ready to spend time with some family this coming week, right? Sometimes you look forward to that, and sometimes you think, oh, man. Because it can be overwhelming, right? All the kids that are in the house running around, I don't know if you guys have a lot of kids. My brother has seven, so it makes it very interesting uh, at our family get-togethers. But it's always an important time. And see, in too many times in our Western culture, what we do is we wait till Thanksgiving and Christmas that happen a mere four weeks from each other most of the time, and we spend time with our family then, and we ignore them January through October. We've got to make family matter. And then you'll remember last week, Pastor Steve talked to us about, forgive me for this, but our bait of which is the father's house, that they lived together in that culture, that they lived together in a whole house. And when one of their sons would get married, they would build a room, and that's where they lived. And then I also saw it, and Pastor Steve mentioned it, that most of the time they would pick up orphans, and they would pick up widows, and they would add them to their family. That's the spiritual family. They were people doing life together. It was family. This morning, I want to talk to you about family matters. See, we can all pretend that we don't have family matters, or we can all together say, you know what, I've got family matters, you've got family matters, and we've got to learn how to handle our family matters because family matters. And I'm impressed I said that without messing it all up. But family matters, we've got to learn how to handle family matters. See, I I want to list a few examples of some family matters to you. How about this one? How about some common fights and frustrations? Right? You don't have to raise your hand. I'm just going to raise my hand so that you'll know that there's no perfect family. Sometimes we think that there's perfect families because we put it together and we make it look right. I know that nobody in this room but myself can fight like cats and dogs and show up to church and smile and put my arm around my wife and act like everything's okay and love on Luke and be so proud of Luke. And five minutes ago, I was so frustrated I couldn't even breathe. Come on, common fights and frustration. That's a family matter that we've got to learn how to handle. How about this? Anybody in the room got some wild children? 
Mine's three, my oldest is three and a half, so I've got some wild children. Any, any students in the room say they've got some wild parents, right? Yeah, okay, amen. Some of us older ones, we still have wild parents that we've got to deal with, right? We've got to learn how to handle these family matters. How about how to discipline? If you have children in your home, you're learning how to discipline. What about this? When to discipline this way and when to discipline that way? And if I do that, everybody's going to judge me. No, 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 no. You take care of your family matters. But it's family matters we've got to deal with. How about this? Unexpected life events. See, we can plan our whole life the way it's supposed to go, and then an unexpected event happens. Maybe it's a divorce. Maybe it's a death in the family. Maybe it's a loss of job. Maybe it's a you name it. But unexpected life events are family matters that we've got to deal with. And if we don't learn how to handle these family matters, they're going to handle us. How about this? Anybody a little bit older than me, not a whole lot, but just a little bit older than me, have kids that you trained and that you did everything you knew how to do? You poured your life into them. You gave everything you could, and yet they have little to no relationship with Jesus. It's a family matter. We've got to learn how to handle that family matter. What about kids that we train and we're doing everything we know how to do? Everything spiritually that we know how to do with them, and yet they grow up to be the biggest hellions in the world. They don't know how to handle money. They don't know how to keep a job. They don't know how to treat the opposite sex when they're dating. They sure, we're scared to death if they ever propose to anybody. These are family matters we've got to deal with, amen? It's things we've got to learn how to handle. How about this family matter? Parents that don't love each other anymore. We love our kids, but we don't love each other. It's a family matter. How about this? No money. How about wasted money? These are all family matters that we've got to deal with. How about lack of time together? Some of us struggle with that. How about this one? Lack of spiritual time as a family. These are all family matters we've got to learn how to handle. How about the lack of intentional conversation? Come on. As a family, we have to have not just conversation, but we have to have intentional conversation. I'm having a conversation with you because I have a purpose in having that conversation. And it's not this. Oh, yeah, so how was your day? Oh, so, <laughs> what'd you just say? No, it's intentional conversation. Where I want to get to know you and you want to get to know me. And I want to know what's going on in your life. It's intentional. How about this? Family matters. We got to learn how to handle loneliness sometimes. Depending on the stage of family that you're in, you've got to learn how to handle loneliness. How about this? Being content. These are family matters. We've got to learn how to handle. We've got to learn how to be content, that we are happy with where we're at, that we're happy with what we have, that we're happy with our job, that we're happy with our house, that we're happy with our cars. We're content. It's a family matter. And then the last one is this, a big blank line for you to put your family matter. Maybe I didn't cover your family matter. What are you learning how to handle? You can fill in the blank right there. That's your family matter. So how many of you would say that we have a lot to handle with family? We've got a lot 
to learn how to handle. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about handling family matters. I think there's two things that we have to remember, and it'll help us handle family matters. And the first is this, and it seems very simple and very easy, but we don't do it very well, and that's this, deal with family matters. Deal with family matters. We can't just ignore these family matters. See, the things that we ignore, they don't get smaller, but they get bigger. And see, a lot of the times what we do is if I just ignore that and show up to Thanksgiving, if I just ignore that and show up to church, if I just ignore that and come home from work with a smile on my face, then everything's going to be better. And guess what? You wake up 10 years down the road and everything's not better. We've got to learn how to deal with the family matters. See, they never fix themselves. Can somebody say amen? I've never had a family matter that I was supposed to deal with, and I just wake up one day and go, whoo, hallelujah, I don't have to deal with that. It's never happened that way. They just continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Can I tell you the one issue that we all got to take care of first, and then it'll allow us to deal with family matters? That's our pride. It's our pride. Our pride prevents us from taking care of the family matters. See, what most of us do is that we wait until our problems become disasters. Then we try to deal with it. If it's just a problem, I'm going to ignore it. If it's just a small issue, I'm going to ignore it. Then once it becomes a disaster, now we want to deal with it. And now it's a disaster and not a problem. Problems are much easier to fix than disasters. Come on. We wait till our marriage is over and it's a disaster. And then all of a sudden, now we want to try to deal with it. Why didn't we deal with it when I was mad at you more than I loved you? It was just a problem. But we wait till it's a disaster. And then this morning, let's read Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 and 12, and it's probably the most important scripture, and I have to be honest with you, it wasn't in my sermon until this morning when I woke up and I was thinking through my sermon laying in bed, and it was like the Holy Spirit just slapped me and says, you're talking about dealing with family matters, and you're not going to include this scripture, and I said, God, you're right, so I added it in there, and I added it to the PowerPoint. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through 12 says this, put on the full armor of God. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. For our struggle, our family matters are not against flesh and blood. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. What is this saying? It's saying that we can't just deal with the natural side of family matters, but we've got to also deal with the spiritual side of family matters. And when you take this scripture to heart and you learn it and you memorize it and you take it for what it is, it's saying my struggle is not against flesh and blood. Your family matter is not against flesh and blood. It's against the devil. The devil wants to tear apart your family. Think about that. He wants to destroy your family. He can fight one fight and win so many battles. If he can just destroy your family, if he can just separate your family, think of how long that takes. 
effect for generations and generations to come. He ain't no dummy. He may be fighting you, but the reason he's fighting you is to destroy your family so that he can win. We've got to understand that we cannot do this just fighting what we see. We have to wake up in the morning and fight the devil. We have to wake up in the morning and say, you know what? You meant this for harm, but God's going to turn it around for my good. I know you think that you won and you're celebrating today because you got me divorced, but my family is still here. I know you think that you won because my kids are absolutely crazy, but I'm telling you today you didn't win. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ has won the fight in my life, and Jesus Christ is over my family so you can get behind me, Satan. And we've got to fight him that way. We've got to fight the family matters, not just in the natural, but in the spiritual realm as well, because that's where the real fight is at. And see, and it tells us before this, it tells us to put on the full armor of God. We don't even have time to unpack that thought. It would take us a whole sermon series to put on the full armor of God. Most of us walk around with one or two pieces on, and we're trying to fight the devil, and he's kicking our tail, and we don't know why, and it's because we didn't put on the full armor of God. Most of us put on a helmet and go to war. And if you know the armor of God, that's the salvation. We put on salvation, and we go to war. We don't ever take care of the sword and the breastplate and the feet and all of these things that we've got to have as the full armor of God. We've got to fight the fight of family matters in the spiritual realm as well as the natural. See, what you need to do is you need to ask God for help. We have to say, God, will you help me? We have to ask God for wisdom. God, show me. Show me how to take care of this family matter. Show me how you want me to deal with this family matter. See, the truth of the matter is what we really need to do is we really need to pray for our family. And some of us, we really got that down. I can pray for my family with the best of them. But not just praying for your family, but praying with your family. There's something powerful that happens when you pray together as a family. And I'm not saying, Lord Jesus, bless this food, let it be nourishment to our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm saying we get together, we get in the living room, we put everything down, we turn off the television, we turn off Netflix, we do whatever we've got to do, and we're going to pray with our family. It's almost a lost art, praying with our family. We pray for our family all the time. When we're in the shower, every time we think about them, all day long, for most of us, we'll pray for our family. But when's the last time you prayed with your family? And I've told you this before, but I grew up, and I'm thankful for a mom and a stepdad that every morning we got together and we held hands and we prayed. I'm most of the man that I am today because of that right there. We, led, we read the spiritual bread, took out the verse, and we read it. And I had to read one, and then my brother had to read one, and then I read one, and then my brother had to read one. And then my mom would lead us in prayer, and then my stepdad would lead us in prayer. And then I would lead us in prayer, and then my brother would lead us in prayer. And guess what? They didn't wait till I knew how to pray. They started when I was young, when I didn't know how to pray, and I had to stumble my way through it. But it was my turn to pray, and I learned how to pray in my family. I didn't send them to church to learn how to pray. 
The family has got to become spiritual again. A lot of the family matters probably wouldn't even appear, come on, if we took care of the spiritual side like we were supposed to. But because we ignore the spiritual side of our family, the enemy's just wreaking havoc, and all we're trying to do is discipline our children. All we're trying to do is go to marriage counseling. All we're trying to do is put a smile on our face and act like it's okay. I'm going to white-knuckle it until I get through it. Bring God back in your family. It's important. See, this is the other thing in dealing with family matters is take the responsibility and quit blaming other people. It's so easy to sit and think about a problem that we're having and say it's your fault. It's not my fault. It's your fault. And I'm praying that Jesus gets a hold of your heart so that you can come and fix it. Why don't you let Jesus get a hold of your heart and you fix it right now? Take the responsibility. Maybe you didn't do anything wrong, but if you don't take care of it, as Matthew 18 outlines for us, to go to them one-on-one and say, hey, you really made me mad. If we don't do that, now it is your fault. See, what ends up happening in our life is we're upset and angry with people, and they don't even know it. They don't even know that they did anything. They don't even know that you're upset with them. They just think you're a jerk. They just think that you don't like the way that they smell. They don't even know that you have a problem with them because you haven't sat down with them when you weren't angry and said, hey, listen, there's this one time and you said this and it really hurt me. And I think about it on a daily basis. And they go, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. See, I was having a bad day. And I was struggling with sin and I hated myself. So how could I love you if I hate myself? We got to learn how to deal with these family matters. But you got to take the responsibility. Quit saying it's their fault and I'm waiting for them to come. No, 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 you do it. You deal with the family matters. See, and the second thing that you have to know when you're learning how to handle family matters is don't handle family matters alone. Don't handle them alone. In Galatians chapter 6, verses 2 through 5, it says this, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. What is Galatians chapter 6? telling us, Galatians chapter 6 is telling us that we are called, that we are ordained to carry each other's burdens. That means to help each other. Let's put it in layman's terms. We are called to help each other in dealing with every issue of life, but specifically we're talking this morning about family matters. When you're learning how to handle family matters, don't do it by yourself. Talk to somebody else. Find another human being so that they can help you, so that you don't have to carry this burden alone. See, what most of us do is we go out of our way to keep our family matters a secret. You don't have to say amen. I know it's the truth. We go out of our way. We're dealing with a family matter, and we go out of our way to make for sure that nobody ever knows what we're going through, so that nobody ever knows this family matter. 
And guess what? That family matter turns into a disaster. Because we don't ever talk to anybody else. See, we've created this atmosphere where we think that we're the only ones that's dealing with this family matter. You know why we've created that atmosphere? Because all of us keep our mouths shut. Nobody talks to anybody. We say, oh, well, this is a family issue, so we're dealing with it with our family. How's that working out for you? How's it working out for you? Why don't you find somebody else so that you don't have to carry this burden by yourself and you can get somebody else that they can help you carry that burden? Don't handle family matters by yourself. Don't do it by yourself. Get somebody to help you. See, this is the truth. Every time that I talk to someone about my problems, guess what? I don't get condemned. Are you hearing me? I don't get condemned. They don't point a finger at me and go, man, I I thought you were a pastor. I I really look up to you. I, I, I think that you really love Jesus, and yet you're dealing with this? I don't ever get when I'm sitting across the table from somebody and I'm telling them, they don't ever say, well, come on, man, get it together. That's not what I get. I get sympathy. I get empathy. A lot of the times, the person sitting across the room will go, man, you too? Me too. I'm dealing with that same family matter. Wait, hey, well, tell me, what, what have you tried? Well, I've tried this, didn't work. I tried that, it didn't work. He's like, oh, yeah, dude, I tried that too. Come on. Every time that I've shared with somebody, I've never got condemnation in return. Ever. I've gotten love, I've gotten mercy, I've gotten grace, I've gotten encouragement. But in the church world, we create this atmosphere where I'll talk to you about my issues, but I won't talk to you about my family's. We've got to start talking to some people about our family matters so that we can learn how to handle these family matters. Miss Kim, if I can have you come play. See, what most of the time happens, and the reason that we keep our family matters a secret is because of shame. See, we've talked about it on multiple occasions. But you guys know how the enemy works. He tempts you, he tempts you, he tempts you, he tempts you, he tempts you. And when you finally give in to it, he turns around and says, you filthy, filthy human being. He picks up a bat and beats you half to death, saying, I can't believe that you would do that. You, you really going to have that problem? And he's the one that tempted you to have that problem. So he tempts you and he tempts you and he tempts you. And then he picks up a baseball bat and beats you to death with shame. That's what happens in our family. We've all got family matters, but we're so ashamed of them. So ashamed of our family matters that we won't ever talk to anybody about it. And if you won't talk about it, You're never going to learn how to deal with it. It's because of shame. Can I tell you, let the shame go. 
We don't have time in one service. But if we had the time in one service, I'd share all my family matters with you. And you'd probably realize, man, that's a, that's a lot, Woody. Yeah, I'm letting Jesus help me. I'm letting my friends help me. Because I'm going to learn how to handle these family matters. I'm going to quit letting the devil wreak havoc in my family. He's wreaked havoc for a real long time in my family. And I've said it since I was a little boy. I said, you know what, devil? You're a liar. And you're already lost, and you're still lying. He knows he lost. He's living in this fantasy world where he wants to win. And he thinks that he did. And you just got to remember, you just got to make him remember how he lost, how he messed it all up, how he screwed it up. And you say, you remember Jesus? And he cringes because he remembers him every day of his life. And you just got to remind him of that. See, and the last thing, and this is what I'm concluding on, the last thing in Galatians chapter 6, it tells us to test our own actions. And then, when I test my own actions, it says, then I can take pride in myself, this is the key, without comparing myself to somebody else. We call it, AKA in the modern world, we call it keeping up with the Jones. I'm going to compare my family to your family. That's what we do. Well, at least I'm not dealing with what they're dealing with. At least my kids aren't as crazy as their kids. At least my marriage is better than their marriage. And that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help you or the person you're comparing yourself to. It says to test your own actions. It says take everybody out of it and say, do I have the marriage that I want? Am I the brother I'm supposed to be? Am I the sister that I'm supposed to be? Am I the husband that I'm supposed to be? Am I the child I'm supposed to be? Without comparing myself to anybody else, am I what I'm supposed to be? And then fix it if it's not. And if you say, hey, you know what? I'm doing a pretty good job. Find a way that you can make it better. We've got to learn how to handle our family matters or family will continue to be the wreck that it is now and in 30 years from now we won't even know what family looks like I won't even be able to define family for you because it's going to be so jacked up we've got to say God help me now Help me learn how to handle these family matters. Let me deal with the family matters, not ignore them. Deal with them. Deal with them today while today is still called today. I know it's Sunday, but deal with your family matters today because tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow never comes today while today is still called today. Deal with your family matters. And then don't do it alone. Find somebody else. Find somebody else that you love and that you trust and say, hey, I'm dealing with this and I need some help. And see if they don't help you and love you and encourage you. Lord Jesus, this morning, this morning, God, I pray that you would help us 
learn how to handle family matters. God, that we would quit ignoring the family matters and that we'd start handling these family matters. God, I pray that we would quit doing it alone by ourselves. That we'd let down our pride, that we would kick shame out of our life. That, God, we would handle these family matters. In Jesus' name. This morning, I want us to do something, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to stretch you. But we're going to take five minutes, and what I want you to do is I want you to get in your family, and I want you to pray with your family. Somebody's got to lead it. I'm not going to lead the prayer. Somebody from your family is going to lead the prayer. Some of you don't have family. You've got to find somebody to adopt you. And that's what spiritual family is all about. So I want you to get in your families now. We're only going to take five minutes, so you're going to have to move quickly. But you get in your family. You gather. You hold, hold hands so that you can define physically. I, we are unified as a family. And then you pray with your family. And you look around before you start praying and you see if there's anybody that you need to bring into your family. Find your family. Pray with your family. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.